Ayy, Jessica and Mariah. This is as real as it gets. Authentic, no filter. Funny and entertaining, you can bet. Come on and ride into the minds. Two of the dopest women you can find. Not for the timid, I'm letting you know. So if you ready, welcome to the show. Let's go. What's up, everyone? This is Mariah. And Jessica. And this is Is the the MJ MJ Diaries. Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jessica, what's up? How's your... How has your week been? Well, it's been a good week. Um, I would love to just thank everybody who's listened thus far. Um, I actually have not listened yet. Because <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to hear my voice. So. <laughs> she sounds just fine. And I'm going to second that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, we We've appreciate got, it. Yes, we gotten some really good feedback. And for those asking, yes, we do want to bring people in as guest speakers eventually. Mm-hmm. Not yet, but eventually. Yeah. We have like a list of topics that we've come up with, so I can already see a ton of people who can fit into different little pockets of our topics we've come up with, yeah. so. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Well, how has your week been? I've had a good week just working. Um preparing to graduate this weekend congratulations (laughs) i want to see if i can try to figure out how to insert like the clapping sound oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) mariah's like a super producer already by the way you guys i haven't done anything but talk so (laughs) (laughs) she's done all the work (laughs) you'd be surprised i think at how many people are stage fright who can't even do that i know this is rough i'm not gonna lie she was supposed to have drinks for me tonight i don't see any um oh there it is so you guys can take a shot every time you hear us say um because we're trying our best not to say um oh good luck with that we had no alcohol here besides wine and i forgot to open it for you it's okay next time on a juicy topic yeah that's true (laughs) the other day unfortunately my car got broken into in the driveway Oh, yeah. And I asked if Jessica can come over and keep me safe throughout the day. (laughs) And I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I was fine, though. They just took almost all my older daughter stuff. So they did still stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. They took out my middle, like, stuff in my middle center console. And they mostly only stole my older daughter stuff, like her headphones. They went through her backpack, took some stuff out. And her sunglasses I got her for her birthday. Okay, haven't you had, like, a homeless person over here before? Yeah, unfortunately, like we had in a, your space though. We had a person who was experiencing homelessness. They went into the backyard area, climbed the fence. It was when I was about nine months pregnant. So Teddy, my older dog, was barking, barking, barking. Tony was really upset with her. He was like, "Teddy, knock it off!" Because he thinks Teddy's a yapper. Mm-hmm. She's a little dog. Mm-hmm. So he finally, after I want to say 20, 30 minutes, went over to where she was barking and then he saw movement and he realized there was a person sitting out there in the backyard. And that is crazy. Yeah. And they had to have the, we called the police officers and they came out, but the person was dealing with a mental break. They weren't unresponsive. I guess they had lost track of time. They'd been, they traveled here from a different county and they had the mobile crisis unit. I th- believe that's what it's called. They transported them. Oh, wow. You had yeah. some scary stuff happening over here. Well, I don't know if you remember about the incident when the person tried to get in my car and drive away. <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> when I was selling my Jeep. Mariah has had the worst luck. Like, I don't know. I don't know anyone who's had a life like you. 
some of her instances, like, they belong on sitcoms. There's just no way they're real. And I just, yeah. And I knew no one would believe that. So that's why I had to get pictures. I was like, nobody is going to believe this. Because that just does not happen. Okay, tell them. Okay, so a few, maybe two years ago, Mm -hmm. I was selling my Jeep Wrangler because my aunt had just given me her Toyota wave about her on gas. I wanted to get some extra money because that's when it was really good, like the turnaround for you getting money back for used cars. Mm -hmm. So I went to the, I can't remember the car lot name, maybe CarMax. I went over there. I went inside. I already had an appointment and they say, hey, because of COVID stuff, you have to touch all the doors. At this time, we were all still wearing masks. Yeah. So they said, you need to open up all your doors and we'll meet you out there in about 10 minutes. And so, so okay. Driver's door, behind driver's door, trunk. Then I'm opening the passenger door. And as I'm opening up the passenger door, um, the guy experiencing homelessness climbed into my driver's seat. And the car started, granted, the car started. And at the time, I only had my Jeep because I had accidentally ran over an animal in my Toyota. So it took off the whole front of my Toyota. Cause remember, I used to live out in the country. Yeah, it was a bonus. huge raccoon. I felt horrible. But Damn, I, a raccoon knocked off your bumper? Yeah. And That's I happened to be on the phone raccoon. with someone, so they heard the whole thing <laughs> with that. But anyways, back to the other story. I, at that point, freaked out because I was like, I need to have a car for work Mm -hmm. and to pick up my kid. Mm -hmm. So I run around and I was like, hey, like, this is my car. (laughs) So he looks at me, gives me a dirty look because he's on the phone. Mm -hmm. And then he walks to the back and I think he's leaving. So I sit in my car and then he hops into the trunk area (laughs) and he was doing a job interview because he was letting them know which days he could work. And what's not going to work out for him? And he's like, I happen to be at the car lot right now. I'm sitting in the car I want. This is a car I'm going to buy. And then I'm watching him at this point in my rear view mirror. I didn't want to like, what are you doing? I didn't want to leave him by himself. And they still haven't come out to help me at this point. And I had a huge um, package of water bottles from Costco back there. Mm -hmm. So then he starts opening the waters and he goes, can I have one of these? And I wasn't going to say no. (laughs) He must have thought you were like a car lot agent or something. I think. So... He, but why would he get in the trunk? I don't know. I, don't so that. I was like, sure. So he starts drinking some water. <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> I, didn't. I didn't know what he would do if I said no. So oh, okay. he gets in and he shuts himself in. He shuts the door to the trunk. <laughs> to you, the trunk. Because <laughs> you know with the Jeep, there's like the, you have to shut the mirror part first, then that. So mm-hmm. he did that, and he's laying up. I have a picture, actually. His feet are posted up on the window, and he's like <laughs> that, laying down. And no then, way. Yes. Then finally, <laughs> the car salesperson comes out, and he doesn't know what's going on, and I'm trying to whisper, my mask is on, and I'm like, there's a man in my trunk. And he's like, what? And I try to scoot closer, and he's scooting more back. Yeah. I think everyone he's was like, so COVID. afraid. Yeah, of COVID. And I'm like, there's a man and he's like you don't know him I was like no (laughs) so then him and the other guy walk over and we're like hey dude like you gotta get out this isn't your car this is someone else's car so the guy gets out takes another water bottle with him and goes 
you want to sell this car? I'll and sell this car for you. I'll give you, I don't remember what the amount was. And he started throwing my waters at us. He opened the cap. Oh, he got aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and then none of us said anything. And then he just walked into CarMax. And I didn't see him again after that. Okay, he obviously wanted your car. He probably is riding around in that old car right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, those are my instances. They're ridiculous every time. Every time Mariah has something to tell me, I'm like, what could have happened? (laughs) But yeah, thank you for bringing up that old memory. Yeah, that was quite the memory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, our topic today we're going to discuss is, for those of you who know me, I was a teen mom at 17. So we're kind of just going to touch on the topic of what it's like to be a teen mom, how it affected me growing up and I think how it brought me to who I am today I am intrigued to have like someone who's like a close personal friend um who's been a teen mom I used to follow the teen moms on tv quite a bit yeah and they're my age so like following them growing up they became rich so it's it's interesting to see like real life right now how that went for you so what was that like like your your social circle like did that dwindle did it grow especially since you're around the time where teen mom became popular and they became rich and famous so yeah well for social circle related things I would say I didn't really have a social circle at the time Mm. I was in one of those toxic relationships I'm sure you've heard of before where the people break up Mm get back together, break up, get back together once a week. That was me and my daughter's dad. Mm -hmm. But he was my first boyfriend. We were together for three years. I found out I was pregnant during my senior year. Mm -hmm. And and I think I was about seven or seven, seven and a half or eight months pregnant when I found out. Because I slowly started getting a baby bump. Mm -hmm. And when I noticed that, I took a pregnancy test. It came out positive. Then I booked an appointment with my healthcare provider. I remember it was a Friday. I go in, they measure me, they listen to the heartbeat, and then they measured me with this little like measuring tape. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, they, I don't remember how far along exactly they said I was, but they said I was still early enough to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. So they said, go home, decide what you want to do, come back on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I go home, my daughter's dad's freaking out like we cannot have a kid i mean I so wait you went to the doctors by yourself no i believe i went with my eldest sister because my mom was in hawaii on a business trip at the Mm -hmm. time okay so i go back home thinking about it and then at that point thank you for bringing that up because i forgot i text my mom Mm -hmm. and i said hey mom i'm pregnant i just went to the doctor don't text me or call me because i won't pick up after this traumatic yeah and my mom as i've told you before super religious person yeah so i was very afraid of how she was going to respond to that right but she ended up texting back some really supportive long texts along Mm -hmm. the lines of whatever happens we're going to get through it together and i'll be here to support you so my daughter's dad and i decided that the best thing we can do for her was to give her up for adoption because or going back that weekend the reason how I found out I was so much farther along was because I started getting which I now know as Braxton Hicks Mm -hmm. I have those 
I called my doctor, the emergency line, and they said, oh, you're probably having a miscarriage, so go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I go to the hospital, they do the ultrasound, and they say, congratulations, you're having a baby girl. She looks healthy. And I think that really, really scared my daughter's dad at the time. Was he there? Yes. Oh. So he was... I I want to say he got white. Like, he was so afraid. <laughs> His face turned white. Um, it was a really stressful time for us both. So we agreed. So to rewind, you're mm-hmm. saying at seven or eight months, you had no belly. No. You had no bump. How is that? I probably weighed around 100 pounds, if that. Oh, okay. Um, I used to be a workout fitness junkie. Mm-hmm. So I was in, I don't know if you know Planet Fitness, but I was there every single day. I had a lot of body issues back then, Mm -hmm. so I Mm -hmm. ate little and I was working out. I do not promote that at all. It's not good for you. Unhealthy. Yes. Back then I didn't have the awareness I have now. Right. So I was working out all the time and I just thought I can never get rid of this pudginess on my belly. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought Mm -hmm. because the rest of me was so tiny. Yeah. And even when they measured me, that's when they said, you have to be super early along. So turns out you were malnourished. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. I was definitely anemic. I remember my leg used to go out and I didn't know why. When I would talk to my social circle during our mine and my ex's breakups, mm-hmm. we'd go on walks around next to where I lived and my leg would go out. So I'd have to call my mom and she'd have to come pick me up from wherever what I was. What do you mean your leg would go out? It would just go out. Like I couldn't walk on it. It had so much pain inside of it, which I guess is due to a deficiency. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started getting it with this current pregnancy again. So I knew what was happening. It didn't freak me out as much. And what is it like you're not eating enough iron? Or? I don't remember if it's potassium or what it was. I can't okay. remember. Okay. But a vitamin deficiency. Yes, and a random fact for me, every both times I've been pregnant, I smell the smell of chlorine early on. Oh, really? Yeah. So I that's like a sign. Yeah, I don't know why I smell it, but I'll randomly smell it like once or twice. And that's been the sign both times that I was mm-hmm. pregnant. I was just like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a deficiency. Probably is. But <laughs> Some other unhealthy habit you have? Yeah. <laughs> but we decided the best thing to do would be to give her to my aunt, who was really well off. Her and her husband. Great couple. And I didn't really want to do it, but I knew it was more of what my daughter's dad wanted. Yeah. And I wanted me and him to stay together. So I thought about it, thought about it. And then I ended up confiding in my mom. This isn't what I want. I, w- I do want to keep the baby. Yeah. My mom ended up, she was hysterical crying, saying, I'm really happy that's what you chose. I didn't want to persuade you in any way. I was going to let you do whatever you wanted to do. But I'm so happy this is what you're choosing. I'll help you in any way you need. Yeah. Your older sister will help you. You'll always have the help you need. Where was your aunt and all this? Like, how um, was she feeling? I told her closer to right before I gave birth. I felt horrible. I know yeah. she was really hurt by that <laughs> because she really wanted another baby. Mm. So that's something that I think I felt so horrible. It really affected her. But she became my daughter's godmom. So oh, okay. yeah, she's really close to her. She's an amazing person. But 
the way I had convinced my daughter's dad for it being as being really immature as I said, you know, when she's only, when she's 18, we're still going to be in our 30s. We're going to be super young. And mm -hmm. he goes, I didn't think of it like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm down. If you think we can do it, let's do it. So we became teen parents. Um, I had her, I want to say a few days before my last day at school mm -hmm. in high school. Um, it was over Thanksgiving break. So I had her, didn't come back. I went in on home and hospital. It's like a program that works with you. They bring a, they have a teacher come bring you all your work and yeah. they try to teach it to you. I thought I was going to be able to go back to school in two weeks. I was like, you know, I, two weeks. <laughs> I was like, I got this, you know, like it's an injury to my body. I'll be right yeah. back in two weeks. Yeah. So I realized that's not possible for me at least for no one <laughs> yeah. so I went on independent study through my high school um I had a great teacher that I would work with once a week she ended up giving me extra amount of work so I can finish my workload mm -hmm. I want to say in March April and then I had basically those few months off before I walked with my class so I was still able to do everything with my class it was pretty awesome oh yeah yeah and then I just went straight to the JC from there but my <clears throat> Daughters, dad and I, I want to say we only stayed together for about first two to three months of her mm, being that's a there. a short time. Yeah, it was super did short. Did you guys go to school together? We did. Did he return right back to school like yeah. after you gave birth? Even the day I had her, he was back at school that same day because um, his family takes education very important. Mm. So he was back there. So I just hung out at the hospital. How did his family feel? I think they were shocked. I don't... But not upset? Like, are mm, they religious like your mom? No. No, not and as much. And I think, um, rest in peace to her first grandpa. He had passed away. He was mm. really excited. He stayed with me at the hospital. Mm. And he would always make comments. I can't wait until she's about four or five and I can take her out with me. I'm going to put her in a little pea coat. Mm -hmm. We're going to go have tea. That was his dad's <laughs> partner. Mm, okay. And he unfortunately passed away only like two or three years later. Mm. Well, he, got, he got that. Yeah. Uh, but I think they were a little in shock about it. I know his dad was a bit upset at first, but then he obviously loves her now. So he, oh well, yeah, naturally it's yes. gonna come. I'm curious about like when you went back to school. You said like two or three months after, right? I never went back. I only went back to walk with my class. Oh, you only went back for graduation. Yes, but when I how did people receive you though? Like not well. Obviously, you left to go have a baby. So. Yeah, and no, not one person knew I was pregnant because, like I said, my circle was close to just me and my ex. Mm -hmm. So, so no nobody knew. Nobody knew besides my family. Wow. And the first, how everyone found out was I posted pictures to Facebook, and everyone goes, "Whose baby is Whose this? Whose baby is that?" Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of people were upset with me. They felt like I had lied to them mm -hmm. and that I owed them the truth because people would confront my sister about it. Mm -hmm. She's a year older than me. So yeah. they would tell her, your sister's a liar. She lied to everyone. Yeah. And it was kind of something like, well, it's not really your business in the first place. Yeah. Shout out to Ashley. <laughs> I just know she would stand up for you. Absolutely. Yes. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. Her sister's mm -hmm. keeper. Um, was there judgment, like, from yourself? Like, were you ashamed? Like, how do you feel about posting pictures? Did it, was it hard? I think 
I wasn't that ashamed over social media because you don't have that live audience. Mm-hmm. You're able to sit behind the screen. Respond you're not, when you're ready. Yes. You're yeah. not there face to face with them. Yeah. And face to face. Yes. I definitely had a lot of self judgment, whether it was just preconceived or not. It yeah. was more for me. I just felt like everyone was automatically going to judge me. And the one that stood out the most that made me feel that way was one time when I was walking my daughter by myself during the school day and someone I don't know if it was a teenager I'm pretty sure it was yelled out the window like slut as I was going because you need to I know (laughs) sound real it's real and at this time, this is when Teen Mom was a huge thing. Oh, yes. okay. Teen yes. Mom had just started. That was a huge thing. I'm telling you guys, Mariah's life is a sitcom. Because what? I have never heard of that. <laughs> you I do I don't, like, it's crazy. Because I just saw a TikTok of this Teen Mom who's super famous on there. Like, mm-hmm. goes, oh, I'm doing it all. And I was like, what the hell? Like, here she has millions of followers. Mm-hmm. Back then, I had people from my high school commenting, saying, you should be careful, basically, about... I don't remember the wording the girl used, mm-hmm. but basically about uplifting yourself as a teen mom because you're promoting that and that's not Commenting okay. on your baby pictures? Um, I would think it was a picture of me and her. Oh my goodness. So she commented that. I remember on my Instagram and this is when Instagram, you know, still was kind of not that big. It was still kind of Facebook yeah, more. We were just enjoying posting yeah. whatever. <laughs> And I remember me and her had gotten into an argument, you know, those arguments over social media of me kind of telling her stay out of my business, but her saying, (laughs) her just saying, this is not okay. You should not be promoting this and you should be, you can't post your baby. (laughs) (laughs) You should be promoting safe sex and blah, blah, blah. Like that's kind of where she was coming from. Mm -hmm. And so I think with that judgment coming out there, I started getting in my head thinking, this is how everyone must be feeling. Yeah. So I would be embarrassed to go out in public being a teen mom. And I remember at the time, people kept telling me about that meme going around saying, when your parents not even 18 and they can't buy you the stuff on the TV or it says must be 18 and older. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how far in um, did you turn 18 after you had... The baby. I had her in November. I turned 18 in April. Oh. So all those months you months. couldn't buy your baby nothing? No. I couldn't. You couldn't even call into the infomercial. I couldn't call into the infomercial <laughs> and buy her whatever she wanted all there. That was an issue back then. That's a problem. Okay. It's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Who even thinks of that? I you know. can't even call into an infomercial. So, and I remember I got so irritated because that same girl who had commented, she shared that picture. And I was just... They were mad at you. Yeah. Uh, How dare you have a baby? Yeah. Apparently. Oh my goodness. (laughs) How'd your life change, like, having the baby? Now, after you were called a slut for just walking with a stroller, (laughs) um... Did you continue walking? Like No, I stopped. <gasps> really? Yeah. And I remember even when I would go with her dad, I would try to pick times of the day that I didn't think too many people would be out. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. He never cared. He loved taking her out in yeah. public. 
um I think that guys don't get the same judgment as females. Mm, that's going to be a whole topic. That will. Yeah. Uh, I remember the thing that really hurt me that he had to hear was he overheard two office staff talking about us. It might have been a teacher and an office staff from the mm-hmm. high school we went to. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, I can't believe they had them two had a baby. Both their lives are down the hill at this point. And so he... Were you think- guys like the only... I think there was one other person one Mm -hmm. other girl Mm -hmm. but he came back home and told me that and I can tell that affected him and it affected me because coming from adult and adult you believe that like you're thinking I'm gonna be a loser I'm not gonna do anything ruined now yes and I had no plans after high school Mm -hmm. but after I had her that's when I thought I am not gonna be that stereotype like if I wasn't gonna do anything before now I'm gonna do something. Oh, for sure, huh? Yeah. So that's motivated you. Yeah, that's how I started going to college. I think going out in public after that, I would go with my mom, mm-hmm. and I think that I would try to make it more so it looked like she was the one who was the parent. Mm-hmm. I'd have, I'd be like, "Mom, can you push the stroller?" And when I'd hear someone like we'd be in a store, like a Kohl's, yeah, and someone like that baby's so cute, and I would kind of try to like back away and hide, so it looked mm-hmm. like it was my mom's baby because yeah. I didn't want them to look at me and see that. I think another thing I have to like realize is that teen age area, like from I want to say like ten till we're actually into our twenties for women, very self-critical. Yeah, until you like absolutely find yourself, you're very self-critical. So that plus being a teen mom. I can only imagine how difficult, especially if you're sensitive like you. I know. You're not gonna... I am sensitive. <laughs> and you're not going <laughs> to tell people about themselves, then make you feel bad. I mean, I obviously regret a lot looking back. I wish I can go back and give my daughter all that attention I didn't give her because I had so much self-judgment mm. that now I look back and regret so much thinking I could have did this, this, this with her because now I have the new baby, the three-month-old, and I'm just, we're in love. We're all in love with her, including her older sister. And I tell Tony all the time, I, I just look back and I feel so bad that this attention I'm giving to the baby, I didn't even have the capacity to give that to her back yeah. then. I didn't even know to give that to her back yeah. then. I was just so immature. Do you think that's like a new mom thing? Though, like a lot of moms feel like, oh, with my first, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. And then with my second, now I know all these things. I haven't thought, I'd never thought about it like that, but yeah, I like think Maybe it's so. not just a teen mom thing, but you guys are figuring out motherhood all at one time. It's not. That's true. And with her, I had like you had experience, mm-hmm. right? So I think with the postpartum, it made it really hard for me to connect with her, the depression mm-hmm. versus with this one, I kept thinking I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And then I didn't get it. So mm-hmm. it made it so much easier to have like that click to be yeah. like, I'm really happy she's here versus you don't have that with one baby and it kind of feels like an like it feels very alien to you. Right. It right. doesn't feel real. Right. But now she's one of my best friends, the older one. Yeah. She's pretty. She's perfect. <laughs> she actually. is. Yeah. And she She's really well adjusted. Yes. I got lucky. Mhm. Yeah. If you had advice for teen moms, what would it be? You just met a lady in the store or a girl in the store. She's 15 pregnant nervous i I think if it's at the point where they're for sure gonna keep the baby Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's gonna be different if it's at different stages or if they're deciding if they're gonna give the baby up for adoption i think just tell them 
you know what? This is going to be your life and your kid's life for the rest of your life. So you need to do what's best for you. I know that sounds corny, but Mm -hmm. no matter, you, you need to take out everyone else's opinion out of the equation, including the kid's father. And you need to think about what do you want? Yeah. What do you want for that kid? What do you, what do you think you can give that kid? If you can't give them what you think you can't give them, how are you going to give it to them? Right. What are you going to do to be able to give that to them? Right. Yeah. Because you don't want, I'm sure that they wouldn't want that kid to repeat the cycle. I hope my older one doesn't become a teen mom. If yeah. she did, I would still be very supportive. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do everything in my power to give her parenting that I didn't have when I was young. Right. Yeah. So I want to make sure she has all those healthy boundaries, that she respects herself, that she doesn't put her whole world in man- around a guy like mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. I didn't know any better. That's a thing. That's really a thing for females. It is. I was just talking to my coworker about his daughter today, and I was telling him, like, I wish I had slowed down on focusing on a male. And because now it's like at 30, I'm realizing, whoa all this independence I need to figure out because I didn't figure it out back then when I was 20 or whatever. Because you're so focused on... You're just wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. You're focused on, I'm going to start a family. Mm -hmm. I need to see if I can see this guy as a future partner. But when it's opposite, you look back and you think, do you think that's what they're thinking at that young? Do you think they're looking at you saying, I want this girl to be my wife one day? I want her to be able to do this with me. Or are they thinking more so, this is what I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. This is my current partner. And I yeah. think it's important to remind young girls, if they are going to have a boyfriend, they should be in that same mindset. Like Still focusing on self. Yes, focus on yourself. It's okay to love someone, mm-hmm. but don't mm-hmm. put your entire world around them. Yeah. You're it's, only going to get yourself in the end if you do that. Anyone whole who does topic that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, I am curious. Do you feel like being a teen mom hindered you in any way in like your growth? Like as far as your success goes? Like I know how successful you are. So I'm curious. Do you think that it jump started it? Like you said that that lady like motivated you from what she said. Or do you think it slowed you down a bit because you couldn't jump straight into college because you got a baby at home? I don't want to be the one to sit here and promote like, oh, that helped me being a teen mom. But because that isn't the case for many, many people. But fortunately, that was the case for me. I Hmm. had no goals. Hmm. I did not want to go to college. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. I never even thought like that. Like growing up, I never had that. Someone saying, are you going to go to college? Are you going to do this? you need to focus on your grades. I've never heard that from someone before. Hmm. So I remember like when people, like other students are talking about, oh, I applied to this college. I didn't even know that was a thing. I had no idea. Wow. So I remember being so really embarrassed thinking yeah. when they're like, did you apply? And yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, but after I had my daughter, I was like, I applied for our local JC. I eventually transferred, eventually went and got my master's. Yeah. I have, I'm in a good career now. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I'm able to show my little one like, hey, you know, I had you and you did not upset my life. Like right. you 
motivated me in mm. every single way. Well, that's a very big positive. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. Very big. And I feel like it could go one or two ways. You it know? can. It could either destroy you and just completely halt whatever growth you thought you'd make. But then also, a lot of people don't have support like you had support. Yeah. You know, even though you and her father weren't together, he was absolutely still a father, right? Yeah. On the other side of it all, so... And yeah, he's a good father. Mm -hmm. And I think from what we've seen, I haven't watched Teen Mom in years, but from Mm -hmm. what I've seen, you see how it can go so much the other way. Oh, man. And I think one (laughs) of the hardest things for me that I've seen in young girls Mm -hmm. and young teen parents is they go into drugs, they go into ABC, all those negative things. I feel like it's like a trying to party, get that out of your system, because now you feel like, I have to be home with the baby, but I want to be out doing teenage things. When I turned about maybe 18, Mm -hmm. my mom was very much, she didn't want me to feel like I'm missing out my Mm -hmm. childhood, Mm -hmm. so either she would every once in a while or when my daughter was at her dad's house me and my sister would go out to do stuff okay so so you didn't miss out no i was still able to have a little bit of a childhood right i remember there's obviously days where i'm i can't go out and do things people text me hey want to go do this and i'm like they they for sure could not relate to me right when i say Mm -hmm. oh i'm at Mm -hmm. home with my baby yeah they to them i think that was like what you're at home right. with your baby can't you just leave it with someone just like sit it on the couch it'll yeah. be there when you get back <laughs> exactly so i think people could not relate at all to that yeah but i wouldn't say i really got that taken from me because okay. the days that she was at her dad's or that my mom could help out i was able to have my freedom in that mm. sense mm-hmm nothing like crazy but i definitely got to have a little bit of fun yeah and i'm glad i was able to have that so that i didn't go crazy i guess yeah like i i was very lucky with all the support you didn't feel like you had to like make up for time that you lost or something no and i think that only which is unfortunate affects the kid in the long run because they think that that's normal behavior Mm -hmm. and then they may be more likely to repeat that cycle and it, yeah. yeah and that's where i said like i don't want my daughter to repeat that cycle i want her to see a different way of living yeah for sure but i think that about sums up everything that like, we wanted to up, talk yeah. about being a teen mom as jessica said any advice i think trust trust yourself go with your gut instincts <clears throat> And yeah. if you really think you can't take care of that baby, know that there's there's resources. There's you can talk to your doctor about different options. You can talk to family members. You can give the baby up for adoption. There's many different options or you can keep the baby and raise it yourself. And if you do choose that, there's so many great. I think every county offers a bunch of great helpful tools for you to help yeah pay for things get housing i was gonna say thankful for that i know like you have the experience of having a mom who is very supportive Mm -hmm. especially when she's religious i think it could go it could go one way or another way um and it went really well for you and not everybody's gonna have that same experience but no there's options there's things out there for people and if it's not for you to raise a child whatever your decisions are they're your decisions so 
and you are the only one who has to live with you for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. It's not going to be those people judging you. Yeah. Like, in hindsight, I look back and I'm glad I made the choices I made mm-hmm. because I have to live with me at the end right. of the day. Yep. It's not you. It's not my my husband, yeah. my mom, no one. It's me who has yep. to be in my own head at all times. Very true. Very true. Well, if you made it to the end of this podcast, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> And have a good night. Good night. Hey, Jessica and Mariah. This is as real as it gets. Authentic, no filter, funny and entertaining. You can bet. Come on and ride into the minds. Two of the dopest women you can find. Not for the timid, I'm letting you know. So if you're ready, welcome to the show. Let's go.